0: Hi everyone and welcome to the Product Marketing Live podcast brought to you by Product Marketing Alliance. My name is Emma Bellardi and I'm a content marketer here at BMA. This week's episode is brought to you by Product Marketing off our four-day virtual event celebrating innovative practice within product marketing. December the 8th to the 11th, we're set to be joined by PMMs from renowned companies such as Amazon, Uber Eats, IBM and PayPal as we prepare to bring you over 30 hours of content from 50 plus product marketing visionaries head to innovate.productmarketingalliance.com to secure your place and indulge in an enthralling insights to end 2020 on a high and remember if you're a PMA member this event is included as part of your subscription this week we're joined by Jordan Wade and we'll be discussing win interviews. Jordan's a product marketing manager at Workday and he's an experienced product marketer with expertise in taking HR tech products to market and he has a background in journalism. Hi Jordan, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, how's it going?
0: Good, thank you. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and your role at Workday?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, thanks very much for having me. Very, very excited to chat today. Um, oh, we're so, really happy
0: to have you. Thanks so much for joining us.
1: Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, so I'm a product marketing manager at Workday. I uh, I focus specifically on the employee experience. Um, part of the product, Workday is obviously a large enterprise with a pretty broad set of, of products, everything from HCM to, to finance to planning. Um, but I get to focus specifically on the employee experience suite um, and one product in particular, which is Journeys, which is a pretty new and upcoming um piece of, of functionality that I'm pretty excited about because it's still very much kind of in the early days hasn't been around very long but um, it's a lot of fun getting to hone in specifically on kind of where the employee experience market is going and it's you know it's rapidly changing so it's it's been a lot of fun.
0: Excellent so you have a, a pretty interesting background in journalism so how's that helped your product marketing career do you think?
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, early on in university, I, I focused specifically on journalism and, uh, you know, one of the areas obviously that, that, um, I spent a lot of time on was just doing a lot of interviews, um, whether that was, you know, going and actually meeting with someone on the street, whether that's, you know, just doing a lot of phone calls to, to try and kind of get an understanding of a story, Mm -hmm. um, what I spent a lot of time doing was just interviewing people and um, just you know I, I really learned a lot about how to get inside someone's mind and try and understand their viewpoint. It was yeah. it was sort of a, a, a lot of great experience trying to build more empathy, whether you're you know talking to someone that was just in a, a car crash or you're talking to a leader of a business trying to better understand their strategy, you know, what's kind of going on in the market. Um, it was a lot of great experience just learning how to talk to people, learning how to understand them, trying to kind of get inside their mind and help them communicate their viewpoint, which mm-hmm. is a skill that, you know, is pretty broad and can be used in sort of a lot of different, uh, a lot of different vocations.
0: Absolutely. So why is it so important to conduct WIN interviews?
1: So, yeah, I think that's a kind of a nice segue into, you know, doing win interviews as a product marketer because, Mm -hmm. you know, with that background in journalism, uh, I, I spent a lot of time, you know, trying to understand kind of whether it's a narrative, whether it's a viewpoint. And that has actually, you know, worked quite well as a product marketer because one of the areas I'm sort of most passionate about is that that buying decision, what goes into it, what ultimately makes a prospect kind of hand over that credit card and say, yes, we're picking you, you know, we want to become a customer, let's do this. And and I think the trying to get inside their mind and understand that whole process from kind of start to finish. Where where did you start the journey? Who were you initially looking to in terms of the competitive set? Uh, Why did you reach out to us? Or did we reach out to you? You know, when did kind of the light bulb flick on? And when did you think, you know, this, this particular competitor is becoming my number one, and then all the way through to becoming a customer. Uh, And I think as a product marketer, we need to be sort of the champion of the buyer and understanding that secret sauce to why someone becomes a customer, if we if we really can understand that process then we can hopefully replicate it over and over and over again and find more buyers just like that, you know, that initial person, what was it that worked for them? Um, You know, obviously, you know, in a lot of different markets, you've got broad competitive sets. So it becomes particularly valuable to understand why your buyers are picking you um, in order to be able to not only use that language, whether it's a particular narrative uh, that you're telling or you know your product is really just differentiated, trying to really understand that and then sort of, Become the microphone to to amplify that message out into as many different channels you can, and replicate it over and over again. I think is is incredibly valuable, and I think that's where product marketers can become to really be strategic in that they're focused on growth. They're focused on bringing in more of the right type of buyer that's the right fit for your product. And I think rather than just maybe getting down into the weeds and focusing on you know your website or your messaging, I think I think focusing on growth and how you can you know whether it's the sales team or the marketing team find more people is where product marketers can can really drive value
0: absolutely so in your opinion who should conduct the win interviews
1: i've always been of the opinion that it should be should be solely owned by product marketing and, that, and that's mm-hmm. not to say that there shouldn't be sort of a uh, maybe a a broader group that jumps on to listen i'm I'm a big fan of that whether it's uh, you know, those maybe maybe a sales leader, maybe someone in 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 product management. Uh, they obviously do a lot of the user interviews, but I feel like when you're particularly trying to analyze the buyer and the buying decision, that should really be driven by the product marketing team as the champion of the buyer. Um, you know, that analysis of. As as I mentioned before, what what happened from start to finish? Why did you ultimately pick us? What other competitors were you considering? Um, you know, what's the main value that we are providing you? I think those those conversations really need to be driven by product marketing. But again, um, I, I've always tried to. To take the community approach, so reaching out to different people, whether it's on the product management team to say, hey, we've we've got an interview scheduled with this buyer who just recently joined as a customer. If you'd like to kind of join as a fly on the wall or if I can share my recording afterward with you, I think, I think again, that that um, can drive and add a lot of value across the organization and more importantly, share information that, that's, that's really valuable.
0: Okay. So a question we see quite a lot in the Slack community is how many interviews should you realistically carry out?
1: Yeah, that's a good one, and I think you know it's a it's a time consuming process where where you're you know you're you're narrowing down this list of of buyers or you know uh, potentially those that you lost out on. I think it's really important to kind of analyze that by your ideal customer profile so that you're you're reaching out to the most important and kind of impactful customers. But it's it's a time consuming process, both the reaching out and trying to schedule, and then also the actual interview, um, and then the, the transcription of all the notes and trying to distill those down into kind of the most valuable pieces. It's a lot of work. So if you're doing that all by yourself, um, which I've done in the past, I've tried to do anywhere from one interview every couple months, maybe a couple a quarter. I think it's really important to just keep your ear to the ground and be constantly listening for what's working in the market, what's not working, you know, mm-hmm. what what competitive trends are going on. I think, I think if you're every month listening and, and conducting those interviews and talking to buyers, you're going to be a far more effective product marketer. So that's what I shoot for. But, you know, given our busy schedules, a lot on uh, the typical product marketer's plate doesn't always happen, but that's kind of kind of what I shoot for.
0: Absolutely. So in your opinion, when should we start the win-loss process?
1: You know, I think... I think it's it's important to start as soon as possible for any organization. Um, you know, in terms of when in the process, I, I like to try and reach out. As quickly as possible, when when the decision is still fresh. So, um, you know, if a buyer just kind of came on as a customer, I like to try and reach out within the first couple of weeks and just mm-hmm. get that conversation going. Try to get something scheduled, um, and and kind of the same thing with a loss. You know, if it's, it's if it's a big key deal you lost out on, the longer you wait, you you kind of lose out on sort of those nuggets of infor- information that potentially the prospect is going to forget.. Yeah. Um, so I like to, I like to reach out as quickly as possible. And then just in terms of you know if this isn't a formal process built out in your organization, I think it needs to, it, it needs to be built out as quickly as possible because again, I think it you' you're intaking these pieces of, of information that can really drive strategy, can drive growth. Um, and, and it needs to be started as quickly as possible.
0: So, as we were saying before, product marketers are always super pushed for time. Uh, So, one option could be to outsource the whole process to a third party. Is this something you've done before? Um, And if so, do you have any advice or recommendations?
1: Yeah, great question. So I've actually done uh, a little bit of both. I've I've been in an organization where it was done completely in house, mm-hmm. and I was running the vast majority of that process. And also, uh, joined a larger organization not too long ago where uh, the vast majority of it was was outsourced. And so I've been able to kind of see both the pros and cons there. I think yeah. when doing it internally, it it's a very time consuming process. So it was actually part of my sole focus as a product marketing manager was both win loss and also competitive research mm-hmm. which was uh i thought uh, a super valuable you know sort of um project to be spending all of my time on because win loss bleeds so well into competitive research so To kind of talk through what that process looked like, I was doing not only the outreach to try and schedule interviews, I was working with people in sales and marketing and product management to look at what's our ideal customer profile. So who should I be trying to reach out to? Let's look at that list and make sure, you know, we're reaching out to the right, not only customers, but prospects that we've recently lost out on. So... Outreach unfortunately takes a lot of time, um, but you know once once you get those interviews scheduled again, as I mentioned, you mm-hmm. you're sitting down for that interview, you're recording it, then you're trying to transcribe the notes, then from there you're trying to distill that down into kind of the most meaningful tidbits, and then from there. You know, I'd be trying to schedule whether it's a week, uh, a, excuse me, a monthly or a quarterly kind of win-loss sync meeting across product, across sales, across marketing, again, to just talk through those trends. Let's, let's talk through who are the main competitors we're losing to. Here are the main reasons we're winning. Here are the main reasons we're losing. You know, trying to get those conversations going on a on a consistent basis so you can it can impact your strategy. It can impact your positioning, your messaging, your go-to-market. You can start seeing, okay, where in the sales process are things breaking down? And how can the product marketing team jump in and, and add value or vice versa? This is the message that is continually working with the right buyer. Let's try and amplify that out across all of these different channels. Uh, so internally, again, it's, it's a lot of time and energy, but the i think the value there is that as you're you're getting these insights um on the front line right you're you're keeping your ear to the ground and you're yeah. the one talking to the buyer you're the one you know talking to the prospects you've lost out on and i feel like that that's that incredibly valuable but i think on 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 the other side on the other side of the coin if you're doing if you're outsourcing that entire process i've i've seen the value there as well given that you know, it takes one more thing off of your plate so you can focus mm-hmm. more on other areas. So we've used, um, I, you know, I've used in the past a, an agency where they were doing the outreach, they were doing the interviews, they were doing the distillation of the notes mm-hmm. um, and sending us as a product marketing team, both the quantitative and the qualitative. So, you know, whether we're looking at our win rates and trying to analyze the top competitors we lose to, or we actually want to dig in and read all of the notes for a, a particular interview um, that was that was really valuable as well and I think one thing to add to that the the value of of doing it um, you know having an agent, external agency do that is that particularly in the interviews <clears throat> sometimes prospects feel more comfortable being a little bit more honest and upfront about what went well and what went poorly versus mm-hmm. speaking to someone in-house sometimes they're maybe a little bit, unwilling to kind of give that unvarnished opinion. And so I've yeah. seen, you know, uh, sometimes when you're reading notes from a third party, you're like, wow, the, you know, you know, luckily this buyer is being very honest with us mm-hmm. versus sometimes when I've conducted it, you can feel like they're maybe trying to just feed you the positive tidbits. Yeah. Hey, I don't want to be too negative here. Um, but yeah, I've definitely seen kind of the, the pros and cons of both sides. I, th- I think I, I really enjoyed being sort of on the front lines, conducting the interviews Really talking to as many buyers as I could, mm-hmm. versus just being on the other end, kind of reading through, you know, a, a long-form document that was put together by someone else. But again, it just depends on your organization size, the the size of your product marketing team, and kind of what your bandwidth looks like. So I think uh, you know I've seen value to to both sides.
0: So what's the best medium for conducting win interviews?
1: Yeah, in my experience, you know, in in the pre-COVID world, when we were able to travel and, and <laughs> talk to people in person, I I actually hit the road and did some in-person win interviews and found that to be incredibly valuable. I don't think I don't think there's anything a product marketing manager could be doing that would provide more value mm-hmm. and influence your strategy more than actually doing an on-site in-person win interview. Um, you know I actually reached out to to a buyer of ours that recently joined as a customer. You know I, I had to make sure I worked with uh, our customer success team to ensure that it was okay to do so once I kind of got the green light from them. I I, um, I reached out and then I actually traveled out and it was fantastic because I got to actually meet with the whole buying committee. So not only our sort of main buyer persona, but also some of the other individuals that participated in sort of the, the search. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was able to kind of get their insight from, from top down. So not only the the leader that was focused on price, focused on kind of putting together the buying decision, but also kind of the more functional roles who were looking you know, into our product for, from a very particular and specific vantage point. So I was able to ask questions, you know, to, to the this different audience and kind of gauge their insights, which I feel like is really valuable for a product marketer to be able to say, okay, which messages work for which buyer persona and mm-hmm. what's going to matter to this person versus what's going to matter to this person was, was incredibly valuable. So pre-COVID, I feel like doing it in person as often as you can is incredibly yeah. valuable and meaningful. Um, you know, now in this in this post COVID world, or excuse me, in the midst of the pandemic, hey. I, I'm still trying to do it via Zoom, yeah. um, just to to you know keep having those conversations, to to put a face to a name, to try and establish a relationship there. But I think I think doing it in person is is definitely um, incredibly meaningful.
0: So once you've conducted the interviews, how do you analyze your results, and then most importantly, what do you do with that information?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. I've always uh, try to approach it through the quantitative and qualitative kind of viewpoint. So mm-hmm. from a, a quantitative perspective, I think it's really important to pay close attention to win rates, uh, to, you know, how how effective is the sales team at, at closing deals and trying to look at that uh, from your ideal customer profile perspective. So, you know, if it's 250 to 500 employees, how how effective are we at closing those deals and and then looking at okay in that scope who are the main competitors we're losing to and then getting into the reasons we're we're losing or winning is it is it mainly product focused is it mm-hmm. is it sales focused is is it that the the sales process is taking too long is it that we're missing this one feature or piece of functionality that is continuously causing us to lose i feel like from a, a a quantitative perspective—you really got to know those numbers um, and be tracking them on on hopefully a monthly basis if possible. Yeah. A lot of times I haven't been able to to get a dashboard built out, so I've just kind of built my own spreadsheets in in you know in in Google Drive or Google Sheets or what have you, just to be able to kind of be monitoring that and move those charts up the chain to say, hey, we're taking a close look at this, we're tracking this, we know what's going on. And then from a qualitative perspective, I think it's really important to to again do those interviews so you can understand the longer form stories and explanations. So, you know, Bayer, I know you told us that you didn't choose us because we were missing this piece of functionality. Can you kind of explain in more detail why you need that? What's the main problem you're having? Mm-hmm. You know, talk to us more and, and, and explain in more detail what's going on there. I feel like is, is, is incredibly important. And doing those, those actual in-person or or phone interviews is where you get more insight into the, the sort of the qualitative story there. So I, I like to kind of compile that down and distill that down to again the, the quantitative, you're you're taking a look at your numbers, and then you're also trying to distill down the main trends going on. So, you know, in this month, we're losing to this competitor. Here are the top five reasons we're losing to that competitor and trying to share those sort of main pieces of information out. So again, you're analyzing the product gaps, you're analyzing the competitive set, you're analyzing your positioning and messaging, if that's working or not. Um, and then trying to share that out on a consistent basis, I feel like is is very important. So in the past, I've tried to schedule, whether it's a monthly or quarterly sort of product marketing or win-loss strategy session. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's really important to get your, your product leader in there, a sales leader in there, somebody from marketing, um, so that you're having those kind of broader strategy discussions around what's working How can we sort of pour more fuel on on the fire there and amplify out what's working across all these different channels? And then also take a really close look at where are we going wrong? Where are we consistently tripping up and why? So that as a product marketer, you can say, okay, we're losing to X competitor. Let's build out some really in-depth training. Let's come up with sort of some, some, some messaging points around how can we beat how can we more effectively compete against this competitor? So you're enabling your sales team. And that's where if you've got somebody in sales enablement, that relationship is particularly important. But yeah, uh, yeah, I feel like it's really important to, to know your numbers, to be distilling these kind of key pieces of information down on a monthly or quarterly basis. And then more important, you're meeting with a broader team. And I think it's important for the product marketer to kind of be leading that strategy session or hopefully participating in it to be able to be saying, you know, from a, a strategic perspective, here are the reasons we're winning and losing, and let's make sure we're all kind of on, on the same page here.
0: Mm-hmm. So can you talk us through how you streamlined your company's win interview process?
1: Yeah, sure. So, you know, in the past, I've, I've approached it kind of a, a number of different ways. When when I was at sort of a smaller organization managing it myself, I again was doing a lot of the outreach. I was I was doing the interviews myself and then I also tried to work with our sales operations team to actually operationalize a, a survey. So so as soon as a deal was marked lost, we would fire off a survey immediately that would just ask kind of some some really basic questions. Mm-hmm. You know, if you made a decision, which competitor did you choose and why? If you haven't made a decision, you know, what's what's going on basically? Is it is it that you haven't been able to get approval throughout the organization? Is it because the decision has been pushed back a couple quarters? Is it because you're leaning towards one competitor or another, just trying to get more information there? Because I've seen in analyzing win-loss data in the past a lot of it goes into kind of this, the prospect didn't make a decision or the prospect went dark bucket. And that's where you really need to get in there and better understand, well, what's going on there? Is it that they can't make a decision? Are we not explaining our value proposition well enough that unfortunately these decisions are just kind of being held off because they didn't, not only were they not able to understand it, but transfer that up kind of the food chain and and make a decision. And so being able to, to, to send out that survey immediately and collect those insights for again, if, if they chose a different competitor or if they're, unfortunately, um, if they haven't made a decision yet to be able to kind of understand the reasons why. And one little interesting kind of tweak we added to that was if they actually say they're still interested, if they responded to the survey and said, actually, you know what, I, I am still interested in, in your product. We would actually fire that back to the sales team to say, hey, this, this prospect re-engaged they're actually mm-hmm. still interested, reach out. And so to be able to see those deals close, because we built out this process where, you know, initially we just wanted to talk to people and understand what went wrong. But we also started finding this sort of subset of people that were that just hadn't made a decision, but were still very much interested. So we'd kind of re-engage those people. But just in terms of streamlining that process, we wanted to to start compiling data directly from the prospect because I've been in a lot of organizations where we have a lot of data from our sales team that's win loss related. So we lost this deal because of this reason. And then sometimes I've reached out to that actual prospect and found that the story was very different. So to be yeah. able to kind of compare that da- those data sets, So here's what our sales reps are telling us, but here's what, what the prospects are actually telling us. And you, from there you can say, okay, let's look if the the data correlates, particularly from a competitive standpoint, our sales reps are telling us, we lose to these five competitors but when we went out and surveyed prospects it's these five so i feel like that that is able to to really provide a lot of meaningful insights to the team but so i would very much recommend kind of trying to operationalize a survey that goes out that it goes directly to your prospects you know we've we've tested out offering gift cards whether it's five ten dollar amazon gift cards or what have you to try and incentivize prospects to respond um and then also asking if they're willing to jump on the phone for that broader loss conversation or win conversation um, is, is super important as well so i feel like it's just important every month to be trying to compile survey data and also to be on the phone speaking with your prospects speaking with your buyers to be able to understand those insights and then uh, as we we already discussed uh, previously, the most important part of this is kind of that strategic uh, communication, so that you're mm-hmm. sitting down with people across your organization on a broader team and sharing these insights to be able to say, these are the reasons we're winning. These are the reasons we're losing. This is what the product marketing team thinks we should improve upon. And here's why, you know, that's really where I feel like product marketers can get strategic and can kind of join, uh, you know, those, those higher level conversations to where are we taking our strategy? You know, how can we find more of our, our ideal customer profile buyers, and how can we really drive growth at this organization? So uh, that's what I've seen work in the past i'm always trying to tweak it and 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 get better at it but um it's it's a lot of fun
0: thank you so much for that jordan um i want to thank you for joining us today and sharing your insights um that was a really great podcast thank you so much
1: thank you really enjoyed the conversation appreciate it
0: for everyone still tuned in thanks so much for listening and if you enjoyed the podcast Please help us spread the word to other product marketers. Before we leave you to get on with your day, if you want to get involved, here are a few ways you can. If you're a product marketer and you want to come on the show and speak about your day, a specific topic, or your role in general, that's one option. If you want to flex your podcast hosting skills, being a guest host is another. And finally, if you or your company want to sponsor an episode, there's a third. Thanks again and have a great morning,
1: afternoon, or evening, wherever you are.